Welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show, a Baxter Professional Services production. Welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show. I'm Tina Baxter, your host. The Nurse Shark Academy Show highlights nurse business owners and others in the healthcare field who promote entrepreneurship. We interview nurse leaders and encourage them to tell their story. Today's guest is Myra Hurt of RN Concierge Services. She is a registered nurse out of Columbus, Indiana, uh, right here in good old Indiana, and we'd love to welcome her to the show and how one nurse with a passion for home care became a concierge nurse. Hi, and welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy show. I'm Tina Baxter, and I'm your host. Our mission at the Nurse Shark Academy is to expand the consciousness of nurses as experts to reflect their individual and collective power by promoting self-agency through inspiring nurses to dream big, reach far, and soar to new heights in business and the profession of nursing, thereby producing a healthier and richer society. The Nurse Shark Academy show highlights nurse business owners and others in the healthcare field who promote entrepreneurship. We interview nurse leaders and encourage them to tell their story. Join us and support these wonderful nurse entrepreneurs and leaders. Today's guest is Myra Hurt. Myra is a registered nurse and has been in the home care industry for 10 years and a nurse for 20 years. Together with her husband and her daughters, she developed a, a agency that helps uh, individuals with personal services at home and she's also started the rn concierge business welcome to the show myra hurt hi thanks for having me so tell me a little bit about your background we always start with that hard-hitting question of what made you become a nurse and how did you get into nursing well so i actually kind of i i always wanted to be a nurse or a teacher <clears throat> i had my daughter when i was very very young i was only 17 and um, I needed to have something that could um, provide for us. And um, I couldn't work in a factory. I had to do something that I loved. I have, I, my heart has to be in whatever I do. And so I thought, well, I could go to school for a year and be an LPN and then I would be done. But as we all know in nursing, you're never done. <laughs> it's true, yes. So that's how I became a nurse, um, but but I love it. I, I, I don't know what I would, what else I would do that I would love this much. So tell me about your, your, your nursing background. Where did you get started? So I started in home health um, as an LPN. I did private duty home health care where I sat with uh, pediatric patients who had um, like traumatic brain injury or um, developmental delay and that kind of thing. <clears throat> I did that for about 10 years and I decided, I thought I would like to, um, be more like a case manager because I, I really, really liked what my supervisor was doing. And um, she said, you know, to be able to do this, you're going to have to go back to school. So I went back to school to uh, get an associate degree as a registered nurse. And I became a registered nurse. Uh, when I did that, I went uh, and worked at a hospital for about two years on a med surge unit and um, found out that hospital work is not for me. <laughs> Um, I, I, so I went back to home care. Uh, I then for about three years worked on at, in home care. Um, it was an agency that did Medicaid. They, we, we only took Medicaid, um, as a payer, but we did some skilled, um, and then mostly home health aid kind of work, but I was a case manager. I worked my way up to becoming a, uh, 
the director administrator there. Um, and I, uh, I got, I, I just got to where I felt like it was more about the bottom line and they were just like, just hire somebody. We don't care if they're breathing, just hire them. And I didn't want to do that. So I, <clears throat> so I quit thinking I wasn't going to be in management anymore, but, um, when I quit there, I went to another home care agency that did skilled care and I did that for about two months and they asked me if I would be the manager of clinical services <laughs> <laughs> and you know I agreed and anyway I worked my way up to being the director of operations there um, got into the same situation where I just felt like I'm just being pushed and pushed and pushed to care more about the money than the people and that's not why I want to be a nurse I want to be a nurse because I want to help people and I think that you can do that while thinking about the bottom line at the same time. You don't have to put one above the other. And so um, when I got to that point with uh, the home care company that I was with, um, I had been there about six years and um, I was really kind of at odds. I didn't know what I was going to do after I, when I decided to quit that. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, but I'm very grounded in my faith. And so I read my Bible. I did a lot of praying and I felt like God said, you need to open your own company. So um, I started out with the personal services and within a couple months, I just found that there are so many gaps and so many areas where people need the nursing services as well, especially when you're talking about like care coordination, patient advocacy, that type of thing. And so then I also decided to do that um, through my RN concierge business. Okay. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Yes. <laughs> so let's go back to the first one. So you started out as an LPN. Yes. And you were working happy in your job, but wanted more. Yes. So you accepted the challenge to go back to school. So where did you go to school? Um, I actually went to school at Ivy Tech. We have an Ivy Tech here locally in Columbus, Indiana. Okay. So you went to Ivy Tech both times. Uh, so I went, I went for my LPN. I went for my associate degree. And then when I went for my bachelor's, I actually went to Indiana Wesleyan. Okay. I will. Now, I'm a Taylor University grad and an Anderson University grad in University of Indianapolis. So Indiana Westland happens to be our big rival, but that's okay. <laughs> I love their campus and it's beautiful. The one in Marion, um, it's a beautiful campus. Yeah. So I actually did that, the bachelor's degree all online. That, that was, I really was, um, that's, it's a really good program. And especially for people who were, were, you know, you're trying to work, at the same time as you're trying to, you know, further your degree. And so um, I did it all online. So what was that like balancing your, your life with working? I'm assuming probably working full time and then going to school at the same time, because I did the same thing in, in graduate school. So what was it like for you balancing that, you know, your life? It, it's, it was a balancing act. It was a lot of hard work. I would, what I would end up doing because at the time um, my kids were um, elementary, junior high age. <clears throat> um, and so I would work during the day doing my job as a case manager or nursing supervisor, whatever it was, my position was at the time. And then um, I would come home and I would take care of them. And then once I was done with that, then I would go and I would get on the computer and do all of my assignments and things like that. Um, 
there wasn't a lot of at the time they didn't have a lot of um there wasn't zoom and all of that so everything was basically chats and you could go in whenever and um put your information in and and um do your do the things that you needed to do okay all right sounds great so uh so transitioning a little bit forward you talked about uh that being in management and you got to be to the director level and decided that it wasn't for you, not because you didn't love the work, but because of the expectations that were um, put on you. So what helped you make that transition to entrepreneurship? Because I had I had been in that role twice. I the first time I thought I, I, st I quit that position because I thought I don't want to be in management. But then when I went to the set, the next job, I ended up working my way up to be in management. And I loved that job. Like that was, that's probably the, the last job I had uh, at that home care company where I was director of operations, <laughs> director of clinical services. I loved that job all except for the pressure that you get from the top saying, um, look at these numbers, look at these numbers, look at these numbers. And um, so at that point, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, <clears throat> I don't feel like I'm a very good employee from that perspective. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I, I just, I don't want to worry about just the numbers. I want to be able to put the patient and the numbers and look at them both and not just, you know, put one above the other. So that's what made me decide I needed to do something different. And so uh, when did you launch your, your business? The so the personal services company, um, we got our licensure as a personal service agency in August of 2022. Okay, wonderful. And then, so how, how is your business growing? Currently? Right now we are up to 15 clients. So we're, we're doing pretty well. Um, we have uh, five uh, caregivers, that we uh, use to staff those those 15 clients. Um, we're always looking for more staff. We're always um, accepting clients. Uh, and I think we're doing pretty well um, for, you know, being within our first year. Definitely. Now, uh, because you're a startup, and this is, uh, I think, one of the first times we've had a startup on our show. So I wanted people to understand what it takes to start a new business. And so what are some of the, the biggest challenges you had with starting your business? Um, so I think some of the biggest challenges is, is with my background and being that I was a director of operations, I felt like I had all these connections that would help me. Um, and it would make the business take off faster than it did. So the struggle has really been that it's not taken off as fast as I thought it would. So you have to really um, look at your budget and, and, you know, you have to budget your money and things like that. Like I said, I, I think I've been able to do that without putting that above the clients, but um, it is hard in the beginning to try to um, balance the two. It's always a challenge when you're starting in, right? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so you have to look at your marketing challenges, your uh, branding, how to get the word out, referral uh, sources, all of these things are all part of being a business owner. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned in your entrepreneurial journey? Never give up. Because if you do, if you, if you just, if you, 
think that you're just going to go out there and, you know, tell someone who you are one time and they're going to know it. That's not, that's not going to happen. You know, um, I always thought it was silly where, when they say that people have to hear things 10 times to really even know what, what it is or what's going on or understand it. But that really is true. You know, I've been out there telling people who we are and what we do for, um, going on a year. And, um, just now we're, we're starting to get where people know who we are and that we're here and that we're, um, here to help. So what has been, what has been your, um, your best way of marketing your services? How do you get the word out? Um, so the way I started was by, um, talking to social workers at, um, facilities like rehab facilities. Um, that's really how I started. Um, I started that way. Um, and then I also, um, I also do some marketing on Facebook as well. Um, some paid ads, not a whole lot, but I do have some paid ads on there, but, um, mostly it's that. And then just providing good customer service. And so I imagine that you ask for referrals from your existing clients and their families and yes you meet yes and so are you part of any local uh, networking groups or how do you network with other people explain that process for our audience so um there is a networking group in columbus um that meets once a month um and it's basically um other home care providers. It's also um, not just home care providers, but there's also um, hospice providers in that networking group. There's also um, <clears throat> some DME providers and things like that. So people who are in the medical arena um, and we meet once a month and we just talk about stuff and um, let everybody know, you know, what we're able to do and what we're accepting and that kind of thing. So I'm in that. Um, there's actually two that I'm in. One is in Columbus and then there's one in Seymour, um, Indiana. So I'm in both of those because we cover both of those areas. Um, and then um, that's really the networking groups that I'm in. I also do some networking online as well, like I said, with Facebook groups um, and that kind of thing. So um, with, with your networking, with people that you're meeting, um, Tell us about your business and your ideal client. So um, it, it's kind of twofold because our ideal, our, our customer, our client um, is someone usually who is over the age of 65 who wants to age in their home. Um, and their family. So you also are looking um, at talking to their family as well, because um, when you get to that point, usually the family's involved in trying to help navigate all of that, you know, keeping them in the home and that kind of thing. So the ideal client is someone who um, is either a caregiver of someone who is over 65 who wants to age in place, or they are the, the person who is over 65 who wants to age in place, but they just need a little bit of help to be able to stay in their home, or maybe not even just in their home, but um, maybe an independent um, housing. Like um, there's a place in, in town that um, I see clients at where they, um, it's an independent living, but they 
um, are over 65. There's also, and they, they have their meals, they provide the meals there and all that kind of thing, but it's not an assisted living. And then there's also um, another place that I go to that's a senior housing, um, but they have their own kitchens and that kind of thing as well. Okay. All right. And so um, the last question that, that we'll um, ask today, um, how did you, or close to the last, how did you add in the RN concierge services. How did that come about? So um, the first couple clients that I had um, for the personal services agency, I just felt like they were really overwhelmed and they didn't know where to go or what to do to find the help that they needed. Um, and I had saw, seen that a lot as a director um, for the home care um, that I was, the home health care that I was doing before, um, is that there's a lot of gaps and that people don't know where to go. Um, the, the medical system is broken, as we know. <laughs> and um, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing, and there really needs to be a point person. But families don't know that, and they don't know what to do and how to go and how to get those things. So I had someone ask me if I would help them with their medication management. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I have to look into that because I don't know all the laws and all the things, you know, around that. So I, I started researching and I found that um, I could do, con I could there's a, a concept called concierge nursing, which is really kind of broad because you can do just about anything as a concierge nurse. Um, but um, I have niched down to um, doing care coordination, patient advocacy, medication management, that type of thing. Um, and so uh, I found that I actually started um, that with nursepreneurs. Um, they helped me get that going and, and um, that... Yeah, and that opened, um, I actually went live with that at the end of January this year. Oh, that's great. That's uh, Katie Harris's a program. <clears throat> yes, it is. Yes, it is. She was a guest on our show. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it was really good. They I chose to have them do a lot of the stuff for me because I'm a nurse and I'm not a copywriter and I don't know a lot about all of that stuff. Um so they helped me with that. And um, then I'm also, because, you know, that's an ongoing thing. I'm learning how to write copy to continue that. And that's important. And that's what I want to let our listeners to know. You learn these skills. You may have a coach or a mentor to help you with those skills, but you carry it forward and you start to develop new skills. Uh, when I started out as an entrepreneur, what, 15, 16 years ago, I had no idea about websites and insurance, yes. <laughs> all the things that you have to do. And, and now I've added on these other things because as you grow, you pick up new skills. Um, and so you're going to continue to invest in yourself and your knowledge and your own personal development. So I think that's very important. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Because I you know, there's a lot that goes into that I didn't realize that I didn't know. I mean, being a director of operations, there were a lot of things that I did know, but there were also a lot of things that I didn't know, um, especially when it comes to the marketing and the um, advertising and, uh, and that piece of it. Because they don't teach you those things in nursing school. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you, you know, join the ch Chamber of Commerce and this is what it's like to network and this is how you do your elevator pitch. They don't train okay. you to do all those things. And so no. you have to learn that uh, to be an entrepreneur. Yes, yes, that's very true. 
Okay. Well, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, this has been a great conversation just to talk with someone who's at the very beginning stages um, in, in your process because your business has been open for a year and then you've added your uh, other business onto that. And I think that's wonderful as a multi-passionate entrepreneur myself. I always like to see people do more. Um, and so kudos to you. And we're going to talk after this session because I, I was just, as you're talking, I put on my coach's hat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, I said, mm, there's some opportunity here for you to do some additional marketing and some places that you may want to go and talk to. So uh, we'll talk about that offline. But okay. I wanted to say thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. I, I, I'm glad to be here. This is actually the first podcast that I've ever actually been a guest on. So I appreciate you having me. Um, I am so thankful to be here. Well, I am honored that I am your first host <laughs> in the first show. I think that's great. And I love to support nurses and in, in their entrepreneurial um, endeavor. Um, there have been some wonderful people that supported me, and I like to give back the love. And the fact that you're local here to Indiana even makes my heart warmer. So <laughs> thank you. This has been the Nurse Shark Academy show uh, with Myra Hurt, and I appreciate you listening today. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our show. Share this great content with others. Invite others to discover our show. And if you will, leave a comment on Podbean or Apple uh, Podcasts and give us a like. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Nurse Shark Academy show wherever you get your podcasts or watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe and don't forget to hit the notification bell so that you'll know when all of our episodes come out. If you want further information, you can contact us on the nurse shark academy.biz.